Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Mike Luke. Now joined by Mr. Tony Altimore. Hello, Tony. How you doing? Bear down. Doing well, thanks. Bear down. All right, Tony. Where are you coming from again? Florida, correct? I'm in Florida right now, yeah. It's hot. All right. All right. We got a lot to get to this show. Obviously, uh, did anything happen happened in the past couple weeks? Seems nothing. like it's been a quiet couple weeks in sports. I was gonna say nothing that I <laughs> nothing that I know happened. All right. First and foremost. The dissolution of the Pac-12. Let's talk about it right here. Tony, uh, you didn't believe... We 10 hours on this. It's fascinating. Tony, you didn't believe this was ever going to happen. What happened here? Well, so, first of all, the thing that I I said since the beginning is that it was always going to be up to the Big Ten presidents. Mm -hmm. And as long as the Big Ten presidents weren't going to raid the the Pac-12, that it would stay together. Mm-hmm. And and I probably I probably should have put that in smaller font more often, but I you know constantly said that since July, and I think one of the big failures of the Pac-12, although some people looking at Oregon and Washington question whether it's a failure or whether it was flailing around until the until it happened, but the because and we talked about how the Pac-12 needed to actually do something, right. Instead of just continuing to push a can down the road, because that time introduces risk. Mm-hmm. And the risk that came up was Fox came up with the money to hit the Pac-12 again, taking Oregon and Washington. And the conference could not stand with those extra losses. All right. Well, let's talk about it then from an Arizona perspective, because before that even happened, Arizona applied and gained admission Thursday night to the Big 12, which leads me to believe that Arizona was going to make that move either way there, Tony Altamore. Except your regions weren't going to let you guys go. Mm, I don't know, Tony. I don't know. You don't, you, you're an academic. And both presidents. So one of the things that I had been told by people from your school and your state last July mm-hmm. was that if ASU wasn't going, you guys weren't going to be going. Mm-hmm. And that, that echoes what Robbins, Crow, and your regents have said, but I guess only the history books will tell us. We don't, Tony. I was telling you from day one, though, Arizona was going, was I not? You did. Uh, and, and, and again, I, the, what I would have been told the whole time was unless ASU goes and ASU doesn't want to go, then you guys weren't going to go. But Oregon and Washington made that option easy for you because once Oregon and Washington left and made the decision they were going to leave, then I don't think there was I don't think there was another option. I know a lot of people disagree with me on that and they think there would have been. But I don't think there was a smart option after Oregon and Washington left, which, you know, again, we talked about it was always up to the Big Ten. 
do you think why do you think that Arizona, let me ask you this then why do you think Arizona applied for and got admission to uh, the Big 12 on Thursday night then probably be well so again I don't have I, I don't have the NSA We're just asking for Tony Altimore to put on his brain scanner right um, my my per, my opinion is probably at that point President Robbins knew that Oregon and Washington were probably going to go well, the reports, though, Friday morning were that uh, Oregon and Washington were looking to re-up with the Pac-12, though. That's, I mean, that's what they say. But my guess would be, again, remember also, too, it's not over until the press conference. True. So, True. And it's not over. And the regents, apparent, again, according to your regents and both presidents, they weren't going to have one go in one state, which, by the way, is actually smart, I think. Do you think? And it worked out the way, it worked, it worked out, it worked for your fans, it worked out the way you guys wanted it. We're going to get to the uh, Big 12 here in a little bit, but let's talk about the Pac-12 presidents. Tony, you got to admit that these guys they bungled, you so. they bungled it from day one. And on top of that, it was that elitist mentality that they didn't understand that their product wasn't that good. And that's kind of where we ended up with right here. Well, here here's where they where I, th- where I thought was really the interesting fail that we got yesterday. Hmm. And that was the new information about Oregon's interim president, Funny enough, doing exactly the same thing that Oregon's president did in 1957 that caused the Pacific Coast Conference to fall apart, mm-hmm. which was that with UCLA about to leave, and in 1957, UCLA was about to leave the Pacific Coast Conference, right. they came with a deal for Oregon that was going to be mildly unpleasant for Oregon, but was going to keep UCLA in the conference. Right. Oregon said no, right. and so UCLA left. If Oregon's and Oregon's acting president, by the way, this is not the new guy that just came in from Wisconsin. This was a temporary guy who then didn't get the job, got booted from the temporary job and replaced with like the chief accountant or something. Right. Um, right. Yeah, no, I mean, really, it was lots of drama in the Oregon presidency. But the Oregon president was basically pitched with an offer uh, in, I don't know, last October or whatever, whereby UCLA would be paid a little more than everybody else and they would agree to stay. The UC regions would keep them. And that was that was new information because the UC regents that I information that I had come come to told me they thought UCLA would have no problem getting out. So I don't know exactly the details of that. I don't know how many of the regents were on board with that. And again, only the history books will be able to tell us the the full info. But really interesting. Oregon killed that deal Mm. and bought it. And then I think, which is also another throwback to history where Washington State botched stuff. I really think, and I know you're on board with this, that Washington State's president botched a whole lot of this. And they should have had this deal done months ago. And really, they should have had the one done that was not the Apple one, but was the other one. Well, they should have had it say, done in February. Well, that's also what we're dealing with here when it comes to some of these guys. When First of all, what the deal that Brett Yormark took was essentially what the Pac-12 – turned Pac-12, down. The Pac-12 turned that down. And that's what I've been saying from day one about these guys is that they're very smart people, but they don't know any – most of them don't know anything about sports, Tony, nor do they care to know about sports. Cal, ASU, we've seen Michael Crow, guys like that. This was hubris and it's fine. This was hubris at its most important hour. You got to blame the Pac-12 presidents for this unfolding here, Mr. Altman. Well, and part of it, I would also say, is a little bit of uh, the difference that comes in managing sort of a, a broad enterprise and managing a zero failure option situation. Right. Because one of the differences here is that, like, you look, look at Michael Crow. Right? I mean, I know you you have your sports cannot stand him, but Michael Crow is a brilliant visionary of education but when he tries something if it fails 
not the end of the world. Like they open a campus in L.A., probably a great visionary idea. If it fails, whatever, you close it. The problem with sports and the problem with these types of decisions is that they are zero failure. There's right. no room. There's no room for them to fail. And so in in really pursuing, as we know now more about this Apple deal, you probably actually Phil Knight was on board with his Apple deal. I, I like the other one that they talked about better. Phil Knight was on board with his Apple deal. So, I mean, it couldn't have been that bad. Right. But but it's a zero failure world. Phil Knight so, was really Tony, do you think Phil Knight was really on board with this Apple deal? Do you think that he really wanted to sign a $25 million deal for Oregon for no, but it, was, it wasn't it wasn't going to be just 25 million. They 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 seem pretty confident they would have beaten it again. I like the other one that was going to be what do they say? ESPN, Amazon, NBC, CBS together as a bigger mm-hmm. package. That's and again, I didn't know all the details of it. Brady McCullough gave us a lot more of it, but I knew that they had from contacts with some TV firms. I knew that they had this other thing ready that then sort of trickled out at the end. That's what they should have gotten done in February and March. Why and that's think, where they failed. Why do you think there were so many reports nonstop about um, about how there was a deal right around the corner, a deal right around the corner when there really wasn't a deal right around the corner? So one of the, one of the things that so again, this is supposed. I'm not in the room, but what we seem to see happen is that the Pac-12 presidents, and this is where the Big 12 presidents were better about it. And part of it is sort of the nature of the institutions. Tony's right? like becoming a Big 12 fan, by the way. We can tell slowly but surely Tony Altimore becoming a Big 12 fan. I, I have all. I have friends that went to all the Big 12 schools. Like I have, I have talked to Big 12 fans. They, they you have a friend that went to Baylor. Tony, be honest. I have tons of friends that went to Baylor. Yeah. Ooh. I worked with like bunches of student groups from Baylor and stuff. Right. Um, one of the things that I think that was really an issue is that the, the Pac-12 presidents, instead of getting it done, they let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Instead of getting it done, they apparently kept sending their TV people back. Now, one of the other big screw ups that they had, I think, is that they had the wrong TV people in this. So we talked a little bit about it. they brought in a company called SMA who had actually had advised them in 2021 Funny enough, where they didn't take SMA's advice, right? <laughs> but, but they liked them. They didn't take their advice. Their their advice was to add TCU in Houston, and they didn't take the advice. But they liked the company, so they they brought them to run the TV thing. Brett Yormark brought Endeavor, uh, the company that I think they should have brought, and I think you and I have talked about this. They should have brought Allen and Company, which is like the big media, like behemoth finance company, and that's who should have been bailing them out of this trouble. This whole thing should have been settled a year ago at, you know, Allen Company's big thing in Sun Valley. But instead, the Pac-12 brought in this little boutique firm. And again, the Pac-12 did a lot of things that would have been fine if they were all behind it. And the problem is that they weren't all behind it. And they did so many of those little things that, again, would have been fine, would have been fine, would have been fine, would have been fine. But they never got the job done. Let's talk about but here's here's a couple of things that I have a problem with. And by the way, Tony, really appreciate you coming on because again, a lot of people don't face the music. Tony Altimore is not one of those. We appreciate hey, Tony. And by the way, my, people, it's funny. People like they're like, "Oh, your conference. My team's off to the Big Ten. We right. we've been doing that." Tony, since no, we're going to talk about your bit Pac-12 and the remaining vestiges of it because we have Oregon State fans on here that like you a <laughs> that like you a great deal. Hey, and but, I love I love the beeves too. All right, let's talk about. Um, Excuse me there. Let's talk about, though, what these presidents said. And here's to me where this all broke down. Colorado's president said for the longest time that, okay, we need to know what exactly um, we need. We need deals. We need numbers by Pac-12 media day. He was very clear about that. He said it nonstop. 
And they came to Pac-12 Media Day, and they didn't have any numbers. Bobby Robbins said, um, we need a deal with 50% streaming. What did they do? They come to a deal with 100% streaming. They, the Pac-12 was totally, with this. some of these schools that left, the Pac-12 was totally brain dead when it came to this, Tony. You will agree with this. Oh, I agree with that. And the blame goes to the three presidents on their on their executive committee. Mm-hmm. Because that's his job. I mean, remember, the Pac-12 is a little different than some of these other conferences in that the president, they're very board run and right. the presidents are in charge. And so the big failure you look at, and it was the Washington president. And I love the Washington president. She's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people. And, and by the way, did you see the interview with the Washington president the day after they joined the Big Ten? I, I just read the transcript. I didn't see it. But. Watch the interview. Like she, she's amazing. But watch how excited she is about the Big Ten. Right. She's this is not like an oh, we're sorry we had to make this decision. This is a celebration of the Big Ten, more celebration, by the way, than USC or UCLA ever had. Mm. So there, there's some interesting questions there. But the Washington president, the Stanford president, who, by the way, is was fired, but they for some reason still continue to value his input. And the Washington State president, who you very much you and I both very much believe is. Highly you like you liked Kirk Schultz initially, Tony Altimore. Come on, so, come on. I I love him. I like him as a person. I think he's done a lot of good things for them. But he botched this from the get go that we now know. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then the other thing that happened that I think was a huge mistake was they they kept this going and they did not instruct the the conference to get it done. They kept sending it back for rework, sending it back for rework. And you and I talked about it. we said do something. Add the new teams, sign the deal, do something. Right. And they just kept not doing things. And then eventually when the Big Ten found the money, Oregon and Washington were gone. And there's no way that they could keep that they should there's no way that Utah, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, actually anybody that could have gone to another conference at that point should have and did the right thing. Well, here's the other thing, though, at the end of the day, that when it comes to it, and Tony, I got to give you this. You are you come at from it from the academic point of view. Totally get it. Well, the institutional the, point of view. The institutional point of view. The big money is. But you got to remember, though, that this is an athletic point of view right here. And Arizona fans, and quite frankly, nobody outside of Michael Crow, uh, um, nobody outside of Michael Crow and California wanted to be 100% buried on streaming. I mean, because again, when you have a when you put the carrot yeah. before the uh, oh no, I I, I I agree with you because again, the, they had another option, which again, in the last couple days and in the chaos of CU leaving, that was never really. They actually couldn't even get that the final piece of that set. Right. Their job needed to be get the final piece of that set, which was ESPN, Amazon. Uh, NBC and CBS, and right. that's what they should have gotten. They should have gotten it done. They should have gotten it signed in February, added the new teams, and been done. And if that costs them an extra three million dollars a year, so be it. All right, you know, that, gonna, if, that's what they should have done. We're going to let Tony have a message to Big 12 people here. But first, bet MGM. Now, you might say, Tony Altimore likes USC. I'm going to bet against USC because of Tony we Altimore. The, right we don't ever cover the spread. That's yeah, a good thing go. to do that. There we go. But check it out. Uh, now, here's the deal. Sign up for BetMGM. Use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, place your first bet offer and receive up to 1000 back in bonus bets if it loses. Check out the show notes for full details. Bet against Tony Altimore's USC Trojans or 
maybe bet for our new friends in the Big 12 right there. But on that note, let's hear the uh, let's hear the disclaimer from the great Shane Diefenbach. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. All right, Tony. Now, time for the Big 12 people. Do you want to apologize for the 12 and on talk? Uh, well, first of all, let's be real clear that there's there was a lot of absolutely fake stuff. I mean, how many times did they tell us, oh, Arizona's going to join tomorrow? How many times did people lie about Colorado Regent meetings that were about the treasurer hiring? So the fact that the Big 10 did what they did doesn't change the previous 11 months of nonsense. I mean, here, just, just sort of Tony, like you're better than this, Tony. Come on. Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene got elected despite the fact that, you know, the QAnon stuff was baloney. So, you know, again, it worked out the way it worked out because the Big Ten went and the, then you guys did the choices you needed to do. And that that doesn't change the months and months and months of nonsense that we had from a lot of people, a lot of sources and a lot of the fans that are better than that. But, I mean, how many times did, how many times did we hear that oh Arizona's applied to the Big Twelve yesterday. No, they didn't. So there was a lot of so much of that stuff, and it, it all came down again to in the end, we said the Pac-12 had to get something done, and they didn't. And then when the Big Ten made their move, that's wasn't, what was always going to happen. But wasn't there wasn't there actually more conspiracy talk though going on in the pro Pac-12 side about a deal being right around the corner? Unity statements, everybody locked in. Well, they just couldn't get it done. You know, they, it's like <laughs> it's like my beloved Trojans getting to the one yard line and fumbling the ball. Right. I mean, that's what they, that's literally what they did is they got to the one yard line a couple different times, fumbled the ball and couldn't get it in the end zone. And that's right. a failure on the presidents. It's mm-hmm. not a failure on the ADs even. It's a failure on the presidents. They should have gotten it in. They should have gotten it in and they absolutely failed. And, and the thing that I think is really sad is that some of these presidents sort of need to be held accountable for it. And the hard thing about that is that you look at Washington, who was the chairman of the conference, and Oregon, who blew the chance to keep UCLA, they, they got into the Big Ten. And so you kind of have to wonder, like, did they get what they wanted? Now, you got to you got to remember, though, that like with the Pac-12, Colorado, though, wasn't waiting for the uh, didn't wait for Oregon or Washington. They bounced before all of that, though, Tony. They did. They, I mean, it seems like they, they, I mean, again, in the room, they kind of knew where these things were going. It seems like they bounced after the ESPN, NBC, Amazon, CBS thing fell apart. Mm-hmm. The other thing with Colorado, and this is something I, I, we've talked about this, but first of all, there's a lot of people in Boulder that were unhappy when that happened right. institutionally. A lot mm-hmm. of people were unhappy. Deion Sanders also, wasn't. Now, I also give Colorado a little bit of credit, like a little bit of kind of like a pass because they, the one of the things that I think is understandable why they made a decision that would seem not rational to a lot of people right. is right. that perhaps they just needed a new start. I mean, this is right. one of the worst football teams in all of major sports football, and they're going to be terrible again this year. And so what this may be doing is, you know, sometimes in life you make decisions that kind of give you a fresh start, you know, you just never, oh, never started off. So, right. you know, I, I don't, I don't begrudge them that as much. Uh, you know, certainly a lot of their folks were, were unhappy. I'll tell you another area that I think 
the Pac-12 failed Colorado in is Colorado wanted to add and the Pac-12 didn't add. Colorado, I mean, Colorado's on the record pushing the Pac-12, add San Diego State, add SMU. One of the other things that Colorado Regents even talked about in their meeting was the idea that they didn't like losing Southern California. Colorado depends on students from California. But Tony, you got to remember, though, like I keep saying, a lot of these presidents don't like sports. Bobby Robbins even came out and said he was the only one that was for adding Oklahoma and Texas back in the day to the Pac-12. That's that was what we're dealing with. Long before he had that job. What's Bobby that? Robbins, that was years before he got his job. He was a Stanford heart surgeon at the time. He still wanted uh, to do it, though. No, he, Bobby Robbins wanted to add all eight of them and have it be the Pac-20. Right. The Oklahoma, first of all, the it was they always wanted Texas. Mm. But remember, the issue with Texas, there's a lot of interesting sort of like confused folks right now that forget what happened with the Pac-12 in Texas. And that was that the Pac-12 wanted Texas. Texas insisted on three bring-alongs or four bring-alongs. And Texas was insisting that they were going to have to, because ESPN then came up with a last-minute bribe, offered them the Longhorn Network. Mm. And USC and UCLA said, oh, no. If you get a network, we get a network. And our network is going to be really – in the Pac-12, they couldn't lose the LA, the LA market. So that fell apart. The Pac-12 didn't turn down Texas. The Pac-12 and Texas couldn't come to agreement on whether Texas would have a, a network or not. Now, a year later, and I think this was a failure on the Pac's part, they turned down Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Right. Now, let me, let, me, let, me ask you, let me ask you this then. Why were so many of the academics then caught off guard by this? Because, again, these are the smartest, I mean, especially in the conference. This is the conference where these are elite academic schools. Why were they so caught off by guard by this, Tony? Well, first of all, because they would all jump to the Big Ten in a heartbeat if you gave them the chance. Mm-hmm. And remember, the Big Ten is not just the sports. The Big Ten is integrate your purchasing and your libraries and your researching your funding all all that stuff stuff. yeah right so for a school like washington or oregon that is a dream for anybody for oregon state washington state heck i I mean one of the things and you and i have talked about this i don't know if we talked about on the air we talked about offline but i mean i think arizona and arizona state are more big tennis than a lot of the schools that people talk about as candidates for the stanfords of the west or the stanfords of the southwest the the stanfords of the desert exactly i mean you guys are a great school I mean, I don't know if you, so. I don't know if you guys saw this, but I, I did pub, put some updated charts out on Twitter of what no, the Tony Altamore like. charts. No and way. The four the under most metrics, the U.S. News one's a little maligned by the public, but under most metrics, the four best schools in the Big Twelve right now are Arizona, Colorado, Arizona State, and Utah. So you guys are a great school, and the Big and the Big Twelve got a great score in you guys. Right now, Brett Yormark, we got to talk about him. This guy gets it. Got Tony, what he wanted. What's that? He, he got, got what exactly he wanted. what he wanted. But here's the uh, here's the difference, though. Good George job, Yormark. And I don't really blame Klievkov because, like you said, it's the president's here. But Brett Yormark, Brett Yormark said, "I'm going to do X, Y, Z." By the way, if, if it wasn't the president's, Klievkov would have been fired months ago. Correct. He's Your doing Mark, the work, doing what his presidents tell him to do. Your Mark did everything, though, that he said he was going to do. While there were many skeptics, uh, there were many skeptics out there that didn't think he could do it. Now, do you, what do you want to say to Brett Your Mark out there? Oh, I've always, I've always said he's doing exactly the job that his presidents need him to do. Mm-hmm. And one of the things too, and I think we, I think we've talked about this. I'm not sure, but I think that because he's really good, and I think he is good enough to adjust the leadership style to different conferences. So, for example, the way that he runs the Big 12, 
would not work in the Big Ten. It would not work in the Pac-12, but it works really well for the Big 12. I think he is smart enough and slick enough and knows what he's doing. Like he would adjust the leadership style necessary to be successful wherever he was. Uh, and he has delivered for his presidents. I mean, one of the other things too, their PR firms delivered for their delivered to their school. Their media negotiators, unlike the PACs, delivered for their schools. And that's, you know, I mean, they get salutes for that. But you did I, call Brett your You that. did call him a car a con man without one time. No, I no, I've I've said he he does the carnival barking that their conference needed. But is it carnival barking if it's actually working though? And if it's actually oh, yeah. coming through. It's good PR. It's exactly what they need. I mean, here's an example. Let's let's look at that the really neat little clinic they did for like a hundred kids in uh in Harlem a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You know, people so one of the things that they like, I think that's wonderful, right? It's a wonderful event for kids in New York City. Like as a New York City resident, I'm all about it. Tony, how many um, houses do you have? Florida, New York, California? I, I travel around. Uh, but one of the things that I think that was really interesting about it is it was it's pitched as this like whole big groundbreaking thing. It's not groundbreaking. It's a clinic for like 100 middle school kids who get to meet a bunch of heroic, you know, really cool college basketball coaches. And that's just awesome. It's just an awesome event. But they have pitched it as this big transformational thing. They're Mexico. They're going to play a basketball game in Mexico. They play basketball games all over the world all the time. They're going to play a bowl game in Monterey. Great. Use a beautiful soccer stadium in Monterey instead of a rainy Fenway Park in December where you have to share a sideline and only use one end zone. Like these are just like good ideas, but they are brilliantly marketing them to make them seem like they're big and transformational. And it's it's phenomenal, phenomenal PR and phenomenal marketing. And they're also generating a spirit for the conference that was lacking. And that's the thing that was so lacking in that conference that they deserve all the credit in the world for building that up. I mean, it's one thing I need to get from you, though, is to never take presidents what they're saying publicly at face value. Can I get you to say that you will never do that again? Well, certainly not Kirk Schultz. Right. There, there's okay. a few there's a few that I think are a little more reliable. Uh, Dr. Kalsay was pretty reliable. Uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Fult has always been reliable. But the uh, the the what there is a couple that I think here certainly failed. And, 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 I, and I'd be really curious to know, again, what happened more behind the scenes. We for the Pac-12, when you look at the failure of the PCC, that stuff happened in 1957. It took until they wrote this book in 19 or excuse me, 1999, I think when we actually found out what really happened with the presidents. And we may someday know here because, again, now we just found out about Oregon botched, botched the deal to keep UCLA. We know Washington State botched the, a whole bunch of it. We know Stanford botched all of it. Tony, you don't need to do any of that. You could have just listened to me from day one. I know. You had it. You knew it. All right. Now, let's talk a little bit about what you would do with the remaining four right here, and then we're going to make fun of uh, Michael Crow a little bit here. But <laughs> I forgot my popcorn. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, but but first, Wink, here's the deal. Hold on. I got to find this read here, Tony. This is a good read. All right, Wink. Um, Oh, here, I like this one. A seltzer with a wink of THC. Get it? 
Ooh, I like it. You get it? It's funny. All right, here's the deal. Available in either 2.5 milligrams or 5 milligram cans, you can find Wink right here in Arizona. Look for Wink at all Sunday goods dispensaries in the Valley and Botanica Gardens in Tucson. They're now in 12 states nationwide and even recently launched online ordering and home delivery to uh, to about a dozen others. To find the fastest way to get your hands on it, check out Drink Wink. Com. All right, Tony, we have got a lot of Oregon State fans in here. We've got a lot of Washington State fans. For obvious reasons, they like you a great deal, um, along with uh, Cal and Stanford fans. Now, what are the schools that, since you want to keep the academic, uh, the elites together right yeah. there? How, how does the Trojan, the Trojan, the devout Trojan alum somehow become the champion of Cal and Stanford? Did, did I you feel like, I feel like I have to be a shower. I thought you worked for Cal. Weren't you an yeah, advisor? I, mean, I know. I have nothing to do with Cal. In fact, I'll tell you a really funny story. When I was applying to business schools, the hospital Haas, the Haas at Cal is a really good business school. When I was applying, I just it was like I was staring at the page and like I had writer's block. And finally I was like, oh, I can't do this. I don't want to go to Cal. And I just right. closed the window and uh, went right. to school back east. It was way better. I'm telling you because you got a Twitter following right now. What you need to do uh, on Twitter, though, don't block, just mute. It's much, much better, Tony, because then people don't get mad and you don't have to pay attention to them. No, I did. I did a, we did a study on this when I was in business school, actually, on optimal responses. I don't make money from the folks. So if people want to be nasty or argumentative or contrary, I only have 60 seconds in a minute and I only have, you know, what, 1900 pixels on the screen. And right. so if people are wasting my time or wasting my screen, it's not worth it. Not worth it. Fair I, don't get, right. I don't get paid. Well, you, you get money per clicks. I don't get money. So I just That's they're true. gone. All right. Now let's talk about the uh, the Pac-12, the remaining four schools right here. What are the schools that you would look to add that could add a little bit of gusto? Maybe a UC Irvine, perhaps? Uh, what are you looking where's, at there, Tony? Where's, where's NPOB1 so we can talk about Irvine? Oh, NPOB1's going to be on He'll be on here. Right? NPOB1. We need him. He'll be live tweeting this later when he gets out of playing okay. golf. I can't wait for it. I can't wait for it. What are the schools that you would add, though, Tony Altimore, to make the Pac-12 as vibrant as possible? So, first of all, it really is going to depend on Ken, Cal, and Stanford. I mean, Cal and Stanford, they're turning on. They've got Condoleezza Rice and George Bush, you know, for SMU, uh, pumping to try to get them into the ACC. So, I think, first of all, it depends. Can they get into the ACC? Right. If if so, yes, they should go in a heartbeat. Like, that's Mm -hmm. the right decision they need to do. They actually fit really well for the ACC. They'd be strategically right for the ACC. It's a good fit. They should do it. If that fails and they're stuck there at the table as the pack four, then they really need to take a look at what to do. And, and I think that they need to add the biggest, smartest, and closest brands that they can. And right, most what are of those brands? Are Throw them out there. What do you got? San Diego State and SMU, absolutely. Memphis, Tulane, Rice, Fresno, Boise. Boom. It's like you never lost anybody. Maybe, maybe USF. I mean, the, the thing is, is they, they, you know, you, you need a mixture. You want a mixture. You want the, you, ideally, again, you want great brands, great football, great schools, great markets, great fans. What about you UNLV? Want all of it. What about here's UNLV, the, Tony? UNLV is, I mean, maybe. UNLV is actually you want to say it. Say it. The problem is their football is so bad. And I right. think that what they need is they need relevancy. Right. Uh, again, this is just my opinion, and, and we can crunch numbers on this. And also one of the other things that we can't crunch as we look at it is we can't know who has a president and AD that are like bought in and committed and moving towards it. Like here's an example, Boise State, uh, President Trump at Boise State and Jeremiah Dickey, their AD, 
Like they have visions of great things for Boise State. And Boise State's academics, their sports, everything is like on a hockey stick. But if you look at their numbers and you say, okay, oh, Boise State's ranked like, I don't know, 300th or whatever. No, Boise State is rapidly booming everything they're doing. And so you, you have to make, at this point, they, you know, beggars can't be choosers. They need to make some decisions. What about you, And, and you, have to pick, you have to pick where you're willing to bend. And a school like Boise gives you good football, relevant football. It gives you a school that has that desire, that's trying to do great things, and, and would be good for them. But are we looking at but don't we look at academics though first and foremost and what the academic brands would be? What about rice? R- rice is a huge mar- so again, this they got a new AD. I don't I don't know their new AD. Mm-hmm. And so the question would be school. Oh, outstanding academic school. But the question would be, is Rice really committed with their new AD? Do they want to do what it takes to be relevant and be good again? Which they have all the resources in the world they could do. Now, some of these schools don't. I mean, my, where I went to grad school, used to play in front of 75,000 people a week. They and Notre Dame were the only two schools in the country that had their own national like, TV contracts. And in the, in the mid-50s, they pulled back the throttle and they said, you know, we really don't want to do this anymore. And they pulled back the throttle and now they play in front of like 8,000 people in their 75,000-seat stadium. So it's, it really depends on do your – or does your school want to do what it takes to succeed for somebody who does Memphis, Boise, Fresno, San Diego state, SMU, this could be a great opportunity, but if, and this is a huge thing, if I, and this is, again, this is all my opinion, guys, this is not like inside info, whatever. This is my opinion. If they lose the next two, then I think that they need, I, I don't know if they can, if they can really justify doing the, the whole sort of like, all, I've called it kind of like the all-star team option. You know, could you take the all-star team from the AAC and the Mountain West? Because one of the other things that they're going to need is they need leadership. Mm-hmm. They need yeah. leaders of men. They Tony, would you, would you take this job, Tony? You would take it. Uh, I, 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 I would take the chief of staff job. They need a commissioner who's got like ESPN on speed dial. Mm-hmm. And I think there's three people that could be that commissioner job. Oliver Luck, who's actually helping them do it right now. Mike Oresco and Gloria Navarez. Those hey, are the wanna, three people. You want to know something? Do it. Want to know Tell something me. about? Want to know something about Oliver Luck? He should have been the Pac-12 commissioner two years ago. He was telling people a week before it all imploded that it was gone. That the four uh, corner schools were gone. Oliver Luck knew Tony Altimore. Just throwing hey, that he out knows, there. He, he knows the TV people. What's that? He so knows I'm, the TV people. So and it's cool. again. I, I question it, and, I, and I, course, again, I don't have the you know NSA insight as to what exactly went Look, wrong. You're next CIA agent. Come on, let's be honest here. I, hey, it was it was a lot better when we had the NSA to tell us what what people were saying on the phones, uh, all overseas, not Americans. But the uh, the catches again, like I said, I really thought that the Pac-12's better path was the one that had multiple networks. They mm-hmm. should have signed in February when that you know, whatever happened to make that not be their final on the table deal. I think that they were toast at that point, because again, the, the app, the issue with the Apple thing, again, Phil Knight really liked it, but the problem with the PAC 12, you know, the whole saying like, you know, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. Larry Scott, my friend. Larry Scott, they blew the PAC 12 network and I think they were gun shy. And so they were never going to want to bet on themselves. They needed a recovery time. Now, All right. the biggest, oh, sorry, go ahead. 
All right. Here's what I think I can say for Tony. Tony is now a Big 12 fan because Big 12 has the best basketball in the country. No question. It's got really good football as well. It's got a leader of men in Brett Yormark. Right now, Tony Altimore, I need you to say that you've become a Big 12 fan. Do it. I have been a Big 12 fan for longer than most of you guys have been. Mm-hmm. I, I got I actually very much supported a lot of the Big 12's moves when they were adding the four. Now, and again, I've worked with kids from all the different Big 12 schools. Tony, I there just need you to of, say there yes. Are of, there are a lot of vile, vile, nasty Big 12 fans. But one of the things that I've always tried to do is try to like differentiate between my actual friends who are at all of the different Big 12 schools and went to all the different Big 12 schools and the nasty keyboard warriors, because those right. are two very different things. Well, there's also a lot of ba- there's also well, I would say that there's a lot of nasty Pac-12 sports fans, but they don't exist. I will say this, Tony, you got oh, to do say something bad about like Cal, and they'll like come out. Of the- I've had like a crazy Stanford person. Tony, there's no Cal like, fans. Oh, exactly. Let's be honest here. Well, that's what I would have thought until they came after me. Hmm. All right, so right now though, I can get that Tony Altimore is going to be a Big Twelve basketball and football fan and a Brett Yormark fan. Correct. I've I, I've always said he's done. He's doing exactly what he needs to do, and he's doing it brilliantly. All right. That's what we like. That's why we like you here on this show here, Tony. Well, All hey, right. here's, the, here's the other thing, by the way. Here's my question for you guys. Will this because I always pick Arizona in my pools and you always turn into a pumpkin on like March 10th. Uh-huh. Will this better Big 12 season get you guys to be yes. able to win? So when I put you in the final four, you'll make it. That's why we want to get out of the Pac-12 here, Tony, because we want Tony. You're Tony. Now we're co- finding common ground right here. I like we it. Want, I want you want guys. I want you guys in the final four where I pick you there. Exactly. That's what we're looking for here, Tony. We want better competition, not worse competition, and with schools here that actually uh, care. All right, now uh, Leah. I don't know if you can pull this up or not, but uh, Michael Crow's comments from yesterday uh, uh, about the streaming. If this would be possible, Leah, if you have that, that would be awesome to be able to put that one he up there. We love that Apple deal. Leah's got it. By the way, Leah, our esteemed producer, backs the A as well. She is a she's one of the U of A greats that graduated right there. Leah, we're ready to see this video. Bear down, Leah. I texted George, reached out to him, and effectively I said, Hey, I'm sorry I came down to this. And I'm sorry I put you in a tough position, but this was something that you know, we, we, we had to do, and I'm sorry that my gain is your loss. And we had a very collegial conversation. George was fantastic. I didn't do it. I didn't do, you know, expansion didn't happen in someone's shadow. It didn't happen at night. It wasn't a shock and awe moment. Everyone knew the Big 12 had an appetite to expand. And um, I, I, I'm maybe some people in the industry didn't like that, that I was so intentional about it. But I'm very transparent. In fact, I telegraphed it, um, and I just felt that was the right way to do it versus other things that I w- witnessed and and, ex- and 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 observed in our industry over time, where transparency really wasn't really the you know what happened. Uh, I apologize. We were going to uh, play uh, Michael Crow first. That's on me. And that was uh, that was a miss up on my part. Also, but also a, great, also a great clip. And let's by the way, was, let's give your mark some credit for that. For I mean, I think that was a he's got some good points and he deserves credit for it. He called the Pac-12 because one of the things people forget is these guys work together on a lot of stuff. And uh, I actually there was another interview. I don't know if it was that same interview with him, but another one where he talked about 
one of the things that he told the commissioners when he came in is he said, you know, sometimes we are partners and sometimes we're competitors. Sometimes we have to compete. And they competed. And again, the, and again, the Pac-12 has no one to blame but themselves. No you one give, to blame now, but you, themselves. Now, so you give uh, Brett Yormark an A on how he's been as a commissioner for the uh, Big 12. Is this correct? the big 12 he needs like an a plus 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 all right leo we got a clip right there this is going to be a clip maybe a short 39 35 tony altimore right there that's why all right now uh, let's talk a little bit about michael crow but first let me tell you you might look at me and you're saying listen there is nothing cool about mike luke you'd be right there that's is not nothing true. Cool. that's not true there's nothing cool about Mike Luke. This is true. But when I am cool, Shady Rays is the only reason for the reason, the coolness. Here's the deal for Shady Rays. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out the best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two pol- uh, pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people and... Never a better time to become a PHNX diehard right here. All kinds of good stuff. Um, We've got everything basically handled right here. Check out to become a diehard today. Check out PHNXLocker.com to grab your membership to receive exclusive content, discounts on all events, merch, and access to our Discord chats where maybe Tony Altimore's name would be mentioned at points. All right, Uh now. Um, uh, Leah, if we could have Michael Crow, the esteemed Michael Crow, the elite academic man, Michael Crow. We had what I thought was a great offer from Apple. Most most of the fan base didn't think it was a great Apple, but I mean a great deal. But I don't think they knew that much about it. So basically, what the Apple deal was is Apple would spend five hundred million dollars in the first year to take all the football games, all the men's basketball games, and all the women's basketball games in the Pac-12, digitally capture them and make them available to everyone. And um, uh, and you could play the games whenever you wanted to play them. That's a huge, huge, huge thing. And mm-hmm. all of the data from those games would be available. So you could zoom in on Mike Broomhead, the player. You could zoom in on you know great plays. You could be watching all the games at the same time if you wanted. There was going to be a, a fee for that, and that was the big uncertainty. And then a guarantee of a certain, uh, price, a certain income to the schools. And then a joint partnership going forward of anything above the guarantee would be a 50-50 split. So from my perspective, you kept the Pac-12 together as a regional conference, and then you'd have this whole new way to broadcast digitally all of your content. Most of us thought that was a pretty good deal, including me. Uh, Along the way, others didn't think that was a good deal. Maybe that Apple shouldn't do that. And so at the last second, the Big Ten, working, I would guess, with their media groups, picked off two teams. All right, Tony, he said right there, that's the problem with these Pac-12 guys. By the way, uh, where is the comment on here? Um, Corey Wardhall. Don't worry, we're going to get to that. Um, But uh, he said it was a good deal, just people didn't understand it. That is the problem there, Tony Altimore. Well, and 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 I mean, I think it would be really interesting because, again, what he was talking about, and again, I don't know what all they pitched. But it sounded like kind of a mix of like a hut, like huddle, you know, kind of like the the not not just like the regular huddle, but like sort of like the institutional version of huddle, you know, where you could do a lot of really cool stuff. And it might have been really neat. Again, the issue that I had for the Pac-12 is that they were so gun shy after the situations with the Pac-12 network. 
and the real situation with Pac-12 Network, let's be honest to, to you guys, and I don't want not to go on an aside here, but just real quick. The real issues with the Pac-12 Network is that during the decade of the Pac-12 Network, USC, UCLA, Arizona, Arizona State, Washington, Cal, and Colorado stunk. Mm-hmm. And, if they, and if they hadn't all stunk... Tony, that's blaming the victim. The that's bl- Tony, that's blaming the victim right there. Oh, no, that's blaming my own team. We had the Clay Helton era. We had, we had the sanctions era and the Clay Helton era. We were terrible. Right. Right. Again, if we hadn't been terrible then more people would have demanded. Again, people talk about the failure to get on DirecTV. If the teams hadn't been bad for that decade, then people would have for DirecTV would have been demand folk demand force to carry it. So again, the real failure of the Pac-12 network comes down to having too many teams who stunk for a decade. And now, unfortunately, or fortunately, are finally good again for the last year of the conference, which is kind By of the wild. Way, the, the optimist says the optimist tweet at me and we'll find, he says, Tony, he's asked to be unmuted like 30 times. I've never seen this before. Tony, he said, it'll be good. We will talk about, uh, uh, uh tweet at me and we'll get Tony yeah. done. People that people, I will tell you people that make nasty personal attacks. And I don't know the, the Twitter account, people that make nasty personal attacks. I don't deal with again. I only have 60 seconds in a minute and 1900 pixels on a screen. So you know, if there are people that make nasty personal attacks, I don't deal with them. But if there's somebody that, you know, is is somebody like neat person, like like our friend NPOB1, who's awesome. Like, I love right. that guy. Now, Tony, now, you did say some mean things about Big 12 fans. Do you want to apologize? Uh, no, because a lot of the nasty people, I mean, there are vile people that have sent me threats. There are nasty people that like, there, there's actually a, a particular, just an absolute low life piece of human trash that like dug up like old like pictures of me with an ax to like send him to somebody to say he's a sinner. So to those vile people, I got one finger for you. But what you know? about the, what about the good folks? The the mainstream Big Twelve. So folks? I have a lot of wonderful friends from the Big Twelve who are great friends of mine. Again, I've worked with students from every single campus of the Big mm-hmm. Twelve. I've been to half the campuses of the Big Twelve. Right. And one of the things that I've always tried to do is differentiate between. The good actual fans is why I always said, you know, the good fans deserve better than a lot of these nasty people. Right. And so the net, like, again, I, to those, to a lot of those people, a lot of the, you know, the keyboard warriors, you know, you can go shove it up, you know, where right. to the, to the good fans who are, again, my friends, I, I talked to my friends from the big 12 to the major overwhelming majority of big 12 fans. How about that? Exactly. Which is why I try to differentiate between the two of them. Hmm. I mean, for example, there's there's some and again, I, I don't want to like name people specifically, but there's some really nasty, nasty people who absolutely I have no interest. In, again, have just shown true, true violence. And, and the sad thing is every fan base has some of those. Our Trojans have some of those. Your mm-hmm. Wildcats have some of those. Yep. Even so like, some, everybody's even got. Like, right. Yeah. But even like Dartmouth has some. But it's not just Pat, but it's not just Big 12 folks. It's all across the board right there. We would agree with this. Oh, everyone has some. There's just there's there's a lot that came after me, and to them, I I have no use for them, no time gotcha. for them. All right, Tony. Um, now we oh we had a couple questions here about possible teams right here, though, Tony Altamore. Ooh, we want we want to talk about this right here. Okay, I give you the um, comments. Which teams? All right, let's see here. I got to go back up here. Um, oh. All right, Tony, I'm going to name some teams for you here, and this is how uh, we can get back to being the Conference of Champions. Let me know what you think. You agree well, with the Conference of Champions is now the Big Ten, but go on. You agree with San Diego State, correct? I mean, you 100%. already said that. I, I've said that since, since the day USC and UCLA left. What about Fresno State? 
I, I also say Fresno State. I actually put out a thing on July 2nd, 2022. The five teams that I thought the Pac-12 should go for at the time were San Diego State, SMU, Fresno, Air Force, and Rice. All right. What about Boise? You said Boise State as well. I said Boise State. Now, now with the current circumstances, 100%. Nevada. Uh, maybe. Again, I, that one I'd have to know the president of the AD, and I don't, I don't know about the – like I don't know their vision and strategy. Uh, right. their, their athletic performance probably isn't on par yet. Colorado State. Colorado State's put the money in. They've got the market. Oh, got Tony Altamore likes Colorado State as a replacement for Colorado. So I don't. I don't think they're a replacement for Colorado. You think but they're Colorado, not? Well, who isn't? There you go. Um, but at the same time, well, actually, that's not true. There are some teams that are worse than Colorado. But with with Colorado State, you know, again, they they haven't been winning, but they're certainly doing some committing to it. But Colorado State's a great school. It's right by the airport. It's a good market. Great fans. You know, that would be another one. Memphis is it would be Memphis would be one of my top ones if that was an option. All right. I got some other ones for you here. Some other hard hitting ones. New Mexico, Tony Altamore. So their football has been bad ever since Cal stole Marv Levy in like 1959 or whatever. Yeah, but you know what? There's always a new horizon. Again, if, if you had a president and AD in there, and which I don't know. If you had a president AD in there who were like, this is our vision. This is what we're doing. This is how we're building the program. Just like what Boise State did when they, again, with President Trump and Jeremiah Dickey. If you had somebody like that at New Mexico, yeah, New Mexico is a state flagship school. It's right in the middle of the conference. You know, certainly would be a good one. Now, we've always talked about the Pac-12 getting their foothold in Texas. How about here's two schools for you right here. Besides just Rice and SMU, because we've already talked about them. UTEP UTEP and UT San Antonio. So UT San Antonio, another another. Now they just moved up to the AAC, but right. UT San Antonio is a great school. It's part of the UT system. UT right. system is an awesome system. You know that it's also not that hard to fly into. They got a great stadium. Um, you know that's one I would certainly lean to. UTEP has not had the on-field success as much because right. one of the things, one of the issues that I think that they have right now, again, this is just my personal opinion. This is not like inside, but I think they need football relevancy. They need to sit there right between the Big 12 and the AAC. Now that they've taken this nosedive and they need to get as close. They're not going to hit where the Big 12 is, but they need to get as close to the Big 12 as they can get with kind of like a G5 all-star team. Right. All right. Now it's time for our bet MGM pick of the week right here. Tony Altimore, you can hop in on this one as well. I am taking by the way, Leah, Leah told me, I asked Leah if there was any hockey games going on. I guess there's no hockey right now. Um, but uh, she, said, she said, take the over, back Maybe the in Sweden. A. That's what I'm telling you, though, Tony Altamore. We're taking the over, back the A of five wins on BetMGM. Do you have a pick of the week, Tony Altamore? You can go with anything you want. So I just watched another interview with Jed. I just watched Jed Fish and Andy Staples. He's, he's the man. So, okay, I said that the day they hired him. I said that when he had his really bad first year. I've been on Team Jed Fish the whole time. So I'm saying take the over on Jed Fish. All right. Can I also get you to – can I get a back the A and back the A in the Big 12? Can I get that? How about a back the no, A back and, the a and go, back the A and go Big 12? No, I'm saying back the A and bear down Big 12. Can I get a can I get a back the Big 12 as well? Come on, Tony. Hey, back the A, back the Big 12. They're They're in good shape. There we go right there. Tony, like I said, I got to give you a – By the way, I think your football team is going to do well in that conference. 
Tony, Jeff I got to give building what you guys need. Tony, I got to give you a lot of credit. You're a really good sport here, man. This has been a lot of fun. Um, I love Arizona. It's fun hanging out with you guys. Right. But again, you're going to also uh, – Tony is promising that he's going to root for the Big 12 and um, he's going to become a Big 12 fan. We've gotten that confirmation right I'm, here. I'm back in the soon-to-be Big 12 champion Arizona Wildcats. All right. For Tony All – again, Tony Altimore. And by the way, that is going to drive the Kansas people nuts when you beat him, and I'm here for it. All right. You know, well, Tony, appreciate you coming on, taking all the hard questions. For Tony Altimore, I'm Mike Luke, Leah behind the scenes, making me look much cooler than I should. And Tony Altimore making Tony look just like Tony. You have been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.